to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! Not to follow. <laughs> And welcome everybody to Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Over here to my right is my superhero sidekick. You can call her Battlestar. You can call her Sharon Carter, Agent 13. You could be the uh, the Bucky to my Falcon if you want to be. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, she is none other than. <laughs> Megan Guess. And we are here, if you haven't guessed, we are here to talk about, what are we talking about? Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode three three boy there's a lot to unravel here this feels more like a action i don't know tv show than mystery a... kind yeah. of like suspense yeah kind yeah, of thing I'm really digging it yeah it's it's really cool it's definitely different whereas i thought like compared to wandavision that this was going to be more uh, a little more straightforward superhero-y and stuff it's, it's definitely not it's not not the vibe i'm getting at all no it's got its own thing going on for sure if you haven't already watched you should go back and watch the previous two uh episodes we did reviewing the show we're doing this every week and before i go any farther i'm going to let you know that yes there's going to be spoilers we're going to talk about this in depth yep so if you haven't watched episode three pa pause us yeah go watch that and come back all right all right, you're back. All Let's good? Stop. You're yeah. back. All right. So, yeah, I mean, we're not going to do a recap. Uh, we haven't really been doing a recap so much. There's plenty of those on YouTube and uh, on all the different uh, podcast platforms. We're just going to talk about our general thoughts about it and what mm -hmm. we liked, pros and cons and stuff. So, like, delving right into it, um, what would you say was one of the biggest pros of this episode for you? Sharon Carter. Yeah, yeah. I know you were excited for her to be I coming back. I was, I was bummed. I was getting real bummed. Yeah. My therapist wasn't going to show up. Oh, yeah. I was waiting. I was like, oh, she's not going to be in this one, is she? Gosh darn it. And then Sharon showed up. I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. We can go on now. Yeah. You could do without. You had two episodes of your, your funny therapist. Now you She'll got, be back. Now you got your own hero there. Yeah. No, it's cool to see Sharon back. Um, we find out that she's basically been on the lam. She's been yeah. hiding out for past several years. She's not the, quite the same Sharon we had before. No, she's a more not. Cynical. No, yeah, a little. Life, life's beat her down a little bit. Yeah, well, basically, she's kind of living like an underworld criminal now. Yeah. <laughs> she's like dealing in like stolen precious artifacts and art and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, she's living on Madripoor, which is like this island that's supposed to be i don't know like all bad <laughs> basically it's like a pirate island yeah 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 like yeah you've got the high class pirates and you got the low class pirates <laughs> right which one you want <laughs> right exactly she's kind of living amongst the high class pirates it seems <laughs> but they're they're basically all pirates yeah that was pretty exciting to see her back uh she and ass that was so cool oh my gosh yeah, oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah, she was really kicking ass. I mean, and that's another thing leading me into something else that I, I, I haven't decided if it's a pro or a con per se. It's just, okay. but 
while like the violence is very violent. You know, I mean, all the superhero uh, MCU stuff has fighting and violence of different sorts in there. But this is the first time that I've seen more, I guess, real world type violence, if you want to call it that. Like lots of gunplay. Lots of gunplay and being speared with pipes. Right. Yeah. Vito would love that. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> I think Vito, our our uh, third host who is missing he, from this. He would really dig this. I think we need to get him into it. This, this I think he yeah. would really enjoy. So Vito. Especially this episode. Yeah. If you're watching or listening, buddy, you need to, uh, you need to get on this. Get on the ball, dude. So yeah, there's a lot of violence and a lot of guns, a lot of gunplay. I mean, we got to see all of our heroes use guns. We saw Sam shooting a gun, shooting people dead. We saw, you know, Bucky definitely shooting a lot of people dead and everything. They're being chased by all these uh, bounty hunters, basically. Uh, Bounty's been put on their heads because they ended up offing this low-level sort of Madripoor crime boss named Selby. Yeah, I missed I must have blinked or something because I couldn't tell if they actually killed her or somebody killed her and bl- it framed them for it. I couldn't figure that out myself because okay. I thought it was like somebody like snipered through the That's window. What I thought. Right? Okay. Then you saw the same thing. Okay. We only watched this one time before we did this. I, th- so. I thought I was missing something. But yeah, I'll, right at the Unless- point. Sharon did it because she's like, oh, and that's why Seavely's are, are what's the fuck Selby. Selby's. Seb- yeah. Selby. <laughs> Selby's dead. She's like, how did you know that already? I went, oh, miss. She got the yeah. text message too, maybe. Could be. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Could be. Well, I definitely think that there's something up with Sharon. I mean, There's more to her story. Right. I mean, she's making it out like she's just been doing all this kind of shady underworld stuff because, like, it's just a means to survive and kind of thing. And, you know, she's still like a good guy at heart kind of thing. I hope she is. Me but too. I, but I think there's more to it, especially when she got picked up by that helper or whatever of hers. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Yeah. After that big like, fight. Let me just casually walk over here from this big ass fight. Right, which made it seem like it was maybe like a setup because Sam and uh, Bucky end up when they run off and, you know, they vamoose and she's like, okay, I can't help you anymore. You know, good luck to you. And then she like, yeah, she walks off and gets in that car and has a driver like take her away and says, oh, we've got a couple of problems to deal with. It's like, mm-hmm. why are you sounding like a crime boss yourself, you right. know, or or maybe somebody that reports to a crime boss? Maybe. Well, I mean, the name of this episode is The Power Broker. Now, The Power Broker... He we was t- mentioned a lot in this. A lot. We didn't see him. I was hoping we were going to get a little bit more revealed about The Power Broker, especially since they named the fucking episode Power Broker. <laughs> but we didn't. Uh, we come to find out that basically Power Broker... And again, we talked about this in the last episode because this is from the comic books as well. But again, MCU has changed it a little bit. Power Broker apparently is some big kingpin style, like uh, villain, underworld boss kind of person who uh, apparently is the one that is in charge of and owns all the super soldier serums that Carly Morgenthau and her rogue gang of doofuses 
uh, basically stole so they could give themselves superpowers and unite the world or whatever the fuck they're trying yeah, to what do. What are they trying to do? <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, so we hear a lot about the power broker. We find out that Zemo, who we haven't even gotten into Zemo yet. <laughs> we find out that even Zemo is kind of like, yeah, I don't want to get into the crosshairs of the power broker, which is interesting. Oh, wow. And then there's a lot of theories already amongst fans about who the power broker is. There's some people that think it could be arnim zola you know is is some kind of like that power broker is him basically living as like a supercomputer kind of thing i you're not feeling that one i don't know about no? that but if if power broker isn't just him he isn't just some dude that we're gonna you know some new character that's gonna be revealed to us and everything if he's not that I have some other theories, I, you know, these theories can sometimes get far-fetched and stuff, but just given where a lot of this is taking place and, you know, the fact that they're talking about Madripoor and Latvia and there's a lot of talk about how uh, Sokovia basically, after it was destroyed in Age of Ultron, how like neighboring uh, countries like basically scavenged and rummaged it and everything to for their own means and their own power. I wonder if the power broker isn't somehow connected to Dr. Doom. That's what I think. Okay, you think we're gonna get a Dr. Doom? It could be. I don't know. It could it, it could be. I, I you know, or maybe it's somebody connected to that. I definitely think at some point in the MCU it might not happen in this series, but I do think that we are going to see the introduction of Doctor Doom. I think he's he's too major of a Marvel villain for them not to use. And the only reason they didn't use him before is because uh, Disney did not own the rights to Doctor Doom because he was part of the whole Fantastic Four franchise, which had been sold off to whoever the hell it was. I forget. It was not Sony, but one of those other companies that made all the freaking Fantastic Four movies and stuff. <laughs> well, now they own all of that stuff. And at the risk of sounding like how we, you know, us and a lot of other people were during the WandaVision thing where we were speculating this was so going to happen. you're getting a shaky ground right now. Well, that's why I'm saying I don't know if he's going to get introduced in this series, but I really do wonder if everything we're seeing here isn't going to connect somehow. Thanos? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because we heard about Thanos, we saw a lot of hintings that Thanos was coming, and then finally he there did. He, he came into it. <laughs> I do think that that would make sense for Doctor Doom to be the next big baddie. You know, or one of the next big baddies, because I, I don't really know who else they would do. But speaking of big baddies, yeah, um, let's talk about Zemo. Let's talk about Zemo. How did you feel about Zemo? I kind of liked him. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I feel I the same way. That. I know, because I fucking detested him. <laughs> And I mean, I get that we're supposed to detest him being a villain and all, but mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I just didn't like him at all. Like I didn't find him even all that interesting in Civil War. And he was one of the things that basically prevented Civil War from being like in my top five favorite Marvel movies. Cause I, you know, you I love that movie. I, well, I love parts of Civil War. There's parts of it that I really, really love. Cause I love Cap. I love Falcon. I love Bucky. You know, I love Black panther you know it had all these elements it introduced spider-man there were so many things about civil war i loved but i didn't love zemo i didn't think zemo was really a 
interesting or deep enough or good enough character. I just, I was like, this guy just seems like a twerp. Like, why, why is he <laughs> such a, why is he just so clever and so powerful and everything? This, they finally kind of fleshed out his character more than I wish they would have done in Civil War. Because first of all, it really makes it more like Zemo from the comic books, that he's a baron. We come to find out that he's rich, he's well-to-do, even though he's been in prison and all this stuff. He wasn't plain just can take off and come as it wants, even though, you know, yeah. really shouldn't be going anywhere. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, he's got a lot of power still. And I thought that was really cool the way they did that. I thought that they gave his character a little bit of much needed humor. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I really like that. I love the humor on this show. I love it. Yeah, I love the fact that they're like they incorporate it without it getting like too over the top. It doesn't get like corny and silly. Fortunately, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Megan would like more corny humor. I need huh? more dad jokes, please. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, give it time. We're only three episodes in. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just think it's it it it's a really good balance of because there's a lot of serious shit going on in this show and I think that it's really cool even just subtle little things like when they go to that club and things are a little <laughs> tense and they just show for Zemo. yeah Zemo dancing around right <laughs> what is that? yeah I thought that was and him just and him just kind of commenting afterwards being like oh yeah you know this this place is you know New York's got nothing on this place you know kind of thing like they know how to party little bits like that I loved I loved the way they um I love the way they orchestrated the whole prison break thing, mm -hmm. like with Bucky kind of mixing it with humor at the same time because Bucky's sort of telling. Let's, let's just say. Yeah, theoretically, so right. Yeah. And Sam's like, what did you do? Yeah, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, no, that's bullshit. We, we get to see a lot of uh, we get to see a lot of old winter soldiery kind of shady side of Bucky. You know, he still has all that in him in terms of like, you know, the training and the the stealthiness and all that kind of the shadiness. I just don't think that his intentions are bad like they once were, you yeah. know, that's that kind of scary in that bar. Right. It, like, oh, yeah. Oh, when when Bucky beats the shit out of all those guys. Yeah. Oh, dude. But it was amazing, it was though. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we mentioned earlier, with like the 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 gunplay and stuff. I mean, the fighting scenes. This definitely had a lot of action in this episode. I mean, overall, let's just let's just talk about it. this episode. When it got done, we both were like, "Damn, that felt long. Like it felt like a movie unto itself." Right. How long was it? I'm not sure how long the episode was. Maybe at least 50 minutes. It was probably close. And yet, three episodes in, I'm like, ah, we still have so many questions. It's like still... Uh, still. We're not going to give you everything. I know, I know, but... you got to keep coming back for more. Yeah, and, you know, so let's get into some of the questions, right, okay. that we have. Like, you kind of hinted at a few minutes ago, and everything is like... So... In terms of Carly and the whole uh, Flag Smasher group thing, I'm I'm a little confused still about what exactly is it they're trying to do. Now, I understand that the whole thing is, well, they believe in 
one world, one people, like their stupid chant they were doing in the last episode, you know. And I understand that they're against this, uh, what were the, the global, uh, whatever the GRC. hell they are. Yeah, whatever they are. That's supposed to be uh, the, this like uh, worldwide, almost like some sort of NATO type or UNICEF type of like thing that's supposed to be helping to uh, aid the world or especially aid the people who disappeared in the snap. And everything is supposed to be helping them to get back into the world and everything. And we come to find out in this episode that that organization, part of the problem is that they ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. What they're supposed to be doing, they ain't doing right by people. It, you know, in this episode, uh, the flag smashers end up breaking into that compound or whatever you want to call it, where they find months and months worth of supplies that's supposed to be going out to people that they're just sitting on and we're finding out that this you know this episode starts out with this really nice commercial about mm -hmm. that organization about trying to help everybody get back to a normal life and you know then it's juxtaposed with we get to see quote unquote captain america and that's not captain america it's john walker we get to see him and his sidekick uh going after the germans that were aiding her in the uh, last episode. In the, yeah, aiding the Flag Smashers in the last episode and getting real heavy-handed with them. Like, and this Captain America, he curses, he beats people up. Language. He gets, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Steve would tell you language. Yeah, this is not your, uh, your grandpa's Captain America, unfortunately. This is not our Captain America. It's nobody's Captain America, except for this this uh, corporation's Captain America, this corporation that's supposed to be helping everybody out and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think <laughs> it's leading to more things we're going to find out about that corporation. I think that we're going to find out that that uh, that organization, whatever you want to call it, uh, I think they're shady. You know, I think it just goes beyond just the normal like government ineptitudes of like well they're not doing right by everybody and they're not getting the supplies out i think there's more to it than that i think that they're they're shady shady we're talking like hydra shady there's something else going on there that i think they're leading up to i'm kind of confused about the whole carly and these peoples because in the first two episodes they said something about, therefore, the people that were always there. Right. Okay. But in this episode, they were at a GRC camp or whatever, and they made it sound like they grew up there. But you just said it's more for the, so more so for the people that came blipped back. Right. So now I'm really confused. Which one are they? Yeah. Who is staying at these camps? Is it the people that blipped back or the people that were always there? And what? Yeah, exactly. I'm so confused. I'm sure that's going to get explained a little bit more thoroughly. But that's kind of my point is that's what I was saying is that I don't quite understand what it is they want to achieve here. I mean, I get the basic Robin Hood shit they're doing mm -hmm. of like, you know, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor and all that kind of stuff. But I... I, I don't understand like the whole thing of like, well, we're going to, we want to give everybody like these super soldier serums. We're going to give it to the kids so they can fight and they can do it. And, and do what though exactly? Like, what is their end game? They haven't really explained, see what end game, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but really, and what is their plan here? I mean, where are they supposed to be going for this? Because they're saying about one world, one people, but I mean, are they talking about just totally like trying to like overthrow governments entirely? 
and have some sort of new regime, some sort of new rule. Like, it's so vague right now that I'm still finding myself having a hard time like I did in the last episode. Really connecting to them, connecting to Carly and her cause. We did get to see the whole thing with her mother or whomever that was mm -hmm. that she was calling that Mama Danya or whatever her name was that died. I so we start to kind of see some things that I guess are supposed to make us like feel sorry. like feel sorry and humanize her and stuff. But then she turned around and she blew up that building with all those people, people in it. it that even her sidekick guy was like, dude, like you just killed all those people. And she's going, well, that's the only way they can understand. And it's like, oh, okay, well, but see. That's not what we're doing. The, and that's also like now you're taking it into another territory. So now it's just you're trying to overthrow the conquerors by being a conqueror. Like, yeah, two wrongs don't make a right, lady. I'm almost feeling like, I hate to say it, but they're sort of like the least interesting thing about the yeah, show. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about these people. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, in this episode, I was... the power broker. I, okay. Right, I was so much more invested in, like, Zemo and all that stuff. Now, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, that still centers around because Zemo wants to get at them, Carly. too. Yeah. Carly like, and okay, them, too. Me too. Yeah, say? she come says, I, I can't wait to come face-to-face -face with her, you know. But even that, do you think there could be, like, a little... That seems a little too obvious that they're just taking for granted that Zemo is like so against Carly because she wants to make these superheroes and Zemo is so anti-superpowered people. Maybe we're going to find out maybe Zemo is the power broker. I was just going to say that. Right. That's why he doesn't want to come up against them. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of this now. Smarmy little dude. <laughs> With his little purple mask. Right. Yeah, it could be that Zemo is the power, you know, and that, and that whole thing with him acting like he didn't, you know, because nobody, all the people that were like threatening him with, oh, you know, you're, the power broker is going to come after you. They don't necessarily know who, the power, who the power broker is. It could be him. If he's had this kind of power this whole time and money and all that kind of shit, maybe he's, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think... They think they're using him as right. their pawn. Right. But I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Like, I think he's definitely... Oh, he's just biding his time for sure. Right. I definitely think he's using them, you know, and stuff. I mean, come on. You know, of course he is. But I'm just saying, I think that... And I think they know he's using them too. Like, I think it's like a mutual understanding. understanding. But I think that there might be more. Like, I think it might be on like a... Sharon, there's, there's more. Right. I mean, for yeah, I mean, for all we know, who knows that Zemo and Sharon, there could be so many connections here. I think we're going to find out that this is like some big tangled web of involvement of of these people. And I think, yeah, I mean, this is really like an espionage movie type thing. Like this is more like, so cool. so, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm more really up your it. more up your alley. And one last thing before you wrap this up. Yeah. Is we got to talk about the end. The very, very oh end. yeah! So at the very, very end, uh, when they get to whatever destination they're going to next, and Bucky kind of stops and says he's going to go for a walk, which seems a little weird. Right. All of a sudden, we see that he has noticed all these little metal uh, ball balls. things, like these little electronic, whatever electrical tracker balls, or tracker buzz, which they are, and he comes face to face with uh, Ao which is one of Black Panther's uh, head 
guard people, you know, soldiers. She's, She's there. Happy Zemo's out, right? She is not happy that Zemo has been busted out of prison because, you know, they would only love to get to Zemo and just tear him apart for what what he did to their king mm -hmm. in uh, Civil War and everything, understandably. And Bucky understands that, too. I'm sure he's going to come to some agreement with them and be like, look, you have to trust me. This is where the white wolf comes in. Right. Yeah, exactly. You have to trust my judgment. We're using him for this. You know, it's, it's important. It's necessary evil for the moment. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So we might get to see more Wakandans yeah. in this, which is awesome. It would be a good introduction to the new Black Panther movie. Yeah, yeah, because we still don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. I don't know. But in any case, I mean, yeah, we said we weren't going to do a whole recap. I think we've talked a lot about it. I mean, a couple of, like, the only real con, like I said, was just still not exactly feeling the Flag Smasher thing. I'm sure that'll come around, or at least and I hope no it does. there's no therapist. No therapist. And uh, I guess it's a good thing we only saw a little bit of the fucking fake, Captain America, you know. Yes, he wasn't in their whole life. Yeah, I mean, enough. but just enough to show his true colors and what a piece of shit he's going to turn out to be and everything. Yeah. I think that's not going to be an understatement. Yeah, well, I think more is going to come out regarding the whole thing with uh, the power broker, the super soldier serum and everything, even though they killed that scientist guy or Zemo killed that scientist guy, yeah. which again, why did he kill him like that? Is it because he didn't want uh, that scientist guy to open his mouth and say something that he didn't, Zemo didn't want the others to hear? Oh, maybe. You know, because it was like, why did you, clue. right, why did you just randomly, you know, I think you're supposed to believe he did that because he hated the guy or something. I'm like, no, no, no. no. He that was, was too calm and collected. He, he was like, ah, and shoot him right now. No, he like. Yeah. Took the time to secretly grab it and just walk back over. <laughs> right. Wait for the perfect time and then no, come on. Stealthily just right. shoot him. Boom. Yeah. Like you know, right in, the, in mid sentence and everything. And they were pissed. Of course, they're like, "No, we needed to get more information from him." Well, that's exactly well, why. Z <laughs> that's why Zemo shot him because like, that's enough. That's all you need for now. And that's why I'm saying I think the information that was going to come out from this guy was going to tip them off about Zemo. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm sticking with now. <laughs> we'll see where we're at in a couple episodes and right. be like totally wrong about right. that. But yeah, super enjoying this. We're both enjoying this. And uh, we want to know if you're enjoying it. Let us know. Talk to us. Yes, please. Freaking talk to us. Let well, us know. Yeah. Like, subscribe. Yep. Yep. Comment. Come join us on Facebook, our Geeking Poetic group. Yeah, we have a group on Facebook called the Geeking Squad group. You can come join. It's public, but, you know, we'll only let you in if you're not a dickwad. No politics. <laughs> no, none of that. No religion. No mean-spirited stuff. Just all nerdy stuff. And we're going to be back next week talking about episode four. four. So, Geeking Poetic out. Later, guys. Talk to you soon.